When was the Coal Social founded? It was founded in 2019, in October 2019. Mm -hmm. And that was a result of the lack of diversity in mainstream magazines at the time. Literally couldn't find anything for uh, non-white people. So we're not just a black magazine. We address all different races or um, diversities. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. We launched it in 2019 and our strategy at the time was to distribute it freely um, at tube stations and any particular events of interest. Mm -hmm. And is it like particularly lifestyle I was call it culture and lifestyle. We certainly had, at that time, we certainly had a lot more fashion and beauty than we did at, um, now. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason for that was you literally couldn't find anything anywhere uh, to advise uh, people of colour. Whereas now, obviously, there's been a little bit of a change since last year. Um, and a lot of the mainstream magazines are certainly jumping on the bandwagon, or at least they're addressing our needs. Mm-hmm. You can decide which way you want to go with that one. Um, so we're less focused on the beauty aspect um, and more about the cultural and lifestyle aspect and digging into issues that wouldn't necessarily be addressed by mainstream magazines. We recognise that literally any non-white uh, race was not being addressed in it or represented in any shape, way, mm-hmm. or form. So at the time, I think people were a bit dubious about that and certainly I was hearing that I had to focus on just one whether it was black or Indian mm. or whatever which I disagreed with and certainly I think the last two years has proved my point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah definitely that's so cool and so in terms of your experience as well so you have a wealth of experience in journalism what, what was your experience like in these roles um, and what was it like navigating this space? Okay All right, so I actually started at the Voice newspaper as an intern, and I was like that bad penny that would turn up every single week until they eventually gave me a job. Um, And they were quite supportive. Um, Definitely my career moved quite fast, I think because I was working within a niche market and quite a supportive um, team. So I quickly became fashion and beauty editor when I was there. Mm-hmm. I was there for about, I think, just under three years. And then the Voice newspaper decided to sell it. So I found the buyer, the next buyer of Pride magazine, who's mm-hmm. the, the current owner as well, um, and then became editor. So within three years, I managed to become editor of a magazine. So while I was at Pride, um, I'd don't think much had changed actually looking back now to so let's say if we were to go back two years ago to 2019 I was quite frustrated that everything that I was facing then when I first became editor was the first thing the same things that I was facing in 2019 which is why I brought out Cold Social magazine so that was interesting that was obviously just focused on uh, black people rather black women mm-hmm. and then thereafterwards I went into mainstream um publications as you've uh, already said homes and gardens mm-hmm. that was an interesting experience as a black woman um certainly there's not many um people there wasn't many people at the time um within those organizations and certainly i found it a little bit difficult 
for the very same reasons that we're talking about. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Wow, yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like you've navigated through, like, a range of different um, niches in terms of the audiences as well. Um, yeah, it's quite important to, for me to be where I am at today. I think it's important to be able to have experience within the niche market and also the mainstream, um, to be able to bring the two together and bring out a publication that um, is quite modern and speaks to the modern audience. Mm-hmm. At yes. the time when I brought out Cold Social, I felt that magazines for people of colour tended to be a little bit traditional and kind of stuck in its ways, mm-hmm. and I wanted to bring it forward. Mm-hmm. Has it always been your aspiration to work in as a journalist in publishing? Uh, right from the word go. Um, I actually, when I finished studying, I actually went to work in Jamaica, actually, for um, a conservation department for the government. And while I was there, I started writing um, for all different mediums. So for uh, newspaper, radio and TV. So by the time I came back from that, I was 100% a journalist. And at the time, I actually would write more about conservation issues um, Mm. rather than um, fashion and beauty, which is what I ended up doing quite soon afterwards. So, yes, I've always been a writer right from the word go. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. That's so cool. So in terms of Col Social, what's the inspiration behind the name? Col Social? Mm -hmm. Um, It actually stands for Key Opinion Leaders. And it's key opinion leaders within the communities, not your um, kind of socially recognised um, people that often you see in the newspapers in, in, all, um, in all mediums. It was really about the unsung hero, the ones that are actually doing amazing stuff in the communities. Um, I wanted to highlight those people, those without a voice. So that's what it actually stands for. Oh, cool. Very cool. So I've seen that you've had a few features in Call of Social, such as Dr. Shola. Um, who would you say is your proudest feature that you've had in Call of Social? Oh, I don't know if I could highlight one particular thing. I'd say every single issue I bring out is like having a new child. Mm. So I get excited by every single word that's on the page, every single picture. Um, I couldn't highlight one over the other. The first issue obviously was a very proud moment um, and it doesn't get any less exciting every single time we bring out a new issue we try to get better and better and try new things make sure that we are addressing the needs of our audience um, just I'd say more the response is what excites me more is the fact that people are responding so well to having this kind of magazine out there and the fact that we're, I'm so far into my career and there's still this gap and this need. So us trying to fill that need is actually my reward. So I, I wouldn't say anything in particular or anyone in particular that I've interviewed. I think they all are as important as each, as each other. Um, we're not celebrity-led, so it could be any... I mean, we were very proud of putting an amputee dancer on the front cover, for example. So... Every issue. The next issue is going to be my next baby and I'm going to be as excited about that. Oh, amazing. And how often does Call of Social come out? How many issues? Well, we're now quarterly. So before lockdown, we were actually monthly, which was quite crazy because we're, we're a limited uh, 
group. There was not that many of us working on the magazine and obviously of limited finances because I financed the magazine myself. Mm-hmm. So we were monthly. And the reason why we were monthly is because we wanted to make an impact as fast as possible. And looking back now, I'm quite cl- glad that we've done that because obviously no one could have predicted lockdown. So at least we got five issues in and that was enough for people to know who we were so mm-hmm. or who we are. So, but now quarterly, which really was dictated again by the lockdown, and now we actually sell the magazine as well. So we just re- kind of re-strategized at, according to our resources. Uh, more or less the same amount of people as before, but we're probably a little bit less gung-ho. Mm-hmm. So in terms of selling it, so it's online, and do you have stockists as well? Yeah, um, we sell across uh, the UK um, in WH Smith Travel. So we're in about 178 different outlets across the UK. And we also sell um, in independent retail stores or news agents in London. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what would you say is the vision of Cold Social in the future and why is it important for a publication like Cold Social to exist? Okay, I think the fact that we came out to to speak for those who are unheard, that's quite important and I think just because people of colour are currently on trend in mainstream media, Mm -hmm. um, that I am quite sure will dissipate at some point, Mm -hmm. Um, so it's important for us to continue to carry on um, representing people of colour um, and to all those people who are doing amazing things just to keep giving them a voice going and seeking them out um, and supporting each other I think the most important thing about Cole is that we're a community and we want to keep expanding the community obviously the brands will grow as time goes on and we want to make sure that we engage different brands different uh, media outlets such as Meeting of Minds um, and I think by all of us coming together, we, we just become stronger. So I want to maintain that. And that's our, the, the way that we vision our future is just to be creating a network that just goes stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So I think that may be all my questions for now. Is there anything else that you wanted to add at all? You know, um, other than I really appreciate the support that everyone's given us. Mm-hmm. Every single one issue is such that's sold is a great support to the, to the team and allows us to keep going. And people just should support black media in the same vein that they might support mainstream magazines as well. That's the only way that we can keep going. Mm, amazing. Great. Love what you're doing. 